You are listening to the Rising Phoenix podcast. This is a podcast about maternal mental health. Disclaimer, we are not professionals. We are moms who've experienced this ourselves and want to share our stories and stop the stigma. Heads up, some content may be triggering. We are recording from the Stone Sheba podcast studio in Provo, Utah. Check them out on Instagram for more info on our podcast and more. Hey everybody, this is Leslie. And I'm Lindsay. And we are here with Kate from Bumble Baby on Instagram. Say hi, Kate. Hi, everybody. Thank (laughs) you for having me tonight. So we are FaceTiming Kate right now. She is in, what state are you in? I'm in Illinois. I'm in Chicago, a suburb of Chicago. Awesome. Awesome. So we are FaceTiming her. This is our first over-the-phone podcast. We're so excited to have you with us. So um, so excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Why don't you kind of share with us your personal backstory and then kind of lead into how you started with Bumble Baby and, and where you're at there. Sure. So um, I am a NICU nurse here in Chicago. I've been a NICU nurse at the same hospital for about seven years. And I started there and I've never left. NICU was something that I always knew I wanted to do and quickly fell in love with the patients and the families um, in the NICU there. And in the NICU, the the patient population is pretty unique because sometimes we can have babies up to the first year of their life. So we really get to know them. We really get to know their families and it becomes a a really personal experience. And a lot of times, um, you know, we end up keeping in touch with these families after the patients have been discharged. So it's a pretty cool area to be in and pretty unique in that way. Um, But part of being a NICU nurse is doing a lot of education. So education to the parents on how to take care of their baby when baby goes home. So this could be anything from a feeding tube to a breathing tube to anything that that baby may need um, when they go home. And so also part of that protocol is to teach CPR before families go home. And so I was teaching CPR. It's what we do before families go home. And I had fallen in love with a family um, whose baby had stayed with us for about six months and she was ready to get, getting ready to go home, taught the family CPR. And then they ended up using CPR on her at home, and it saved her life. So, yeah, it was crazy. It was a crazy story. Um, So, in my head, a light bulb went off, and I was just thinking, you know, this is crazy that we teach these NICU families everything that they need to know about infant care, but we don't teach that basic infant care to families who don't have a NICU stay. And so, that was kind of what inspired Bumble Baby um, and I started Bumble Baby about four years ago and it's just kind of taken off in the last year and it's been really fun. That's awesome. So tell us what tell us more about what Bumble Baby is. So Bumble Baby started as just like some CPR classes, some basic infant care classes with family and friends. And then I started an Instagram probably about three or four years ago um, and I started just putting it all out there, like how to take care of your baby, anything from breastfeeding, formula feeding, car seat safety, sleep safety, um, and it got just such a great response. So because of that, you know, it's kind of involved into, I became a sleep consultant during that time. I also became a breastfeeding consultant during that time. Um, So I've kind of combined all of that in addition to my experience with my two kids, my pregnancies, you know, having a baby, having a toddler, having two kids, 
and just to kind of give general mom advice in a pretty, you know, open and non-judgmental way to kind of help moms through those first couple of years of life with their babies. That is awesome. So with your course, with your classes, are they like in-person classes or do you have online courses or how does that work? Yeah, that's a great question. So I actually offer both. So any Chicago-based clients, obviously I can do in-homes with them. So I offer in-home sleep consulting, in-home breastfeeding consulting, and then also um, in-home CPR classes. So, and then virtually I can offer virtual sleep consulting, virtual breastfeeding consulting, and then I do one-on-one consulting too. So anything from like a short FaceTime call together to answer any questions that you may have, or um, I do chat too. So you can ask a certain number of questions through chat too. That's amazing. And I love the stuff that you post on your Instagram. I feel like just from any stage that you're at, as far as being a mom goes, it's just so informative and real. And I just, I love your page so much. Thank you so much. It really means a lot. Yeah, for sure. It's been a lot of fun. And to cover all of those different aspects of baby and mom and sleep and breast, like everything that's, that's so needed and CPR. Oh yeah. For sure. I don't, I don't even know. I know that I, I, for for my job, I've had to take CPR certification. They mm-hmm. like brush over the baby section really quick. And I'm like, if I was in a situation where I actually had to do CPR on a baby, I would probably just be sobbing and not be able to <laughs> control what I'm supposed to do. That, yeah. Like <laughs> I would be freaking out. And so yeah. I feel like to get more focused education on baby CPR would be so valuable. Yeah, no kidding. Totally. And just empowering parents too. You know, it's CPR is a scary topic. It's really rare, but it does happen. So empowering parents to kind of know what to do in that situation and kind of take charge if that situation ever was to happen, you know, doing those classes makes them definitely more comfortable doing that. That's amazing. And do you see um, in the NICU, do you see a lot of postpartum? I feel like um, Brooke Dorf gave us some stats about the, um, the risk of NICU moms. It's like doubled. Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, just having an experience like, you know, a a traumatic birth or a traumatic afterbirth puts you at risk for postpartum depression skyrocketed. I think, you know, in a study that I read, over 80% of NICU moms experience postpartum depression. Um, So, you know, that's something that us as nurses and social workers you know, we do take very seriously, but sometimes it's it's very hard because all of the focus really is on the baby at that moment. Mm-hmm. And as nurses, as NICU nurses, like our job and focus is obviously the baby, but we spend so much time with the families and with the moms too. So, um, you know, it is something that we are aware of. That's awesome. And tell me about your experience, your childbirth. Did you experience postpartum? Did you have traumatic childbirth? How was your transition to becoming a mom so um my my son my first pregnancy was you know kind of a crazy pregnancy I was everything was normal other than like I was experiencing um you know like a lot of weight gain and he was a really big baby and so in that aspect it was really hard um he was over 10 pounds when he was born and it was yeah I had a natural birth I mean I had an epidural but it was you know not a c-section and so that was kind of I didn't actually realize how traumatic my birth with him was until I had a normal sized baby and my recovery (laughs) with her was so much easier um so you know I, I didn't know any better at that point but my pregnancies were vastly different um 
my son was huge and I was very uncomfortable and swollen um, and didn't even look like myself. And my daughter had like totally normal pregnancy. She was a totally normal size. So with him, my pregnancy was harder on my physical body, but with my daughter, my um, post, my pregnancy, you know, was harder on my mental health. Um, I definitely experienced some like perinatal and postpartum depression pretty deep after she was born. So what kind of, if you don't mind kind of diving into that a little bit of what that looked like for you, as far as the kind of thoughts that you felt, would you, would you say it was more depression or anxiety? What did that kind of look like for you? That's a great question. And, you know, it can go so many different ways. For me, my postpartum was more depression-related. Um, I did experience some anxiety, but my depressive symptoms were much more, um, you know, the, the, the symptoms that I experienced were much more depressive. And in the moment, you, like, don't even really realize what's happening because, you know, I've got this, my kids are only 17 months apart, so I had this basically a baby running around and a newborn um, you know, you're trying to recover, trying to breastfeed, like trying to get sleep under control. And I think just the back-to-back pregnancies, um, and you know, I was just in a state that I didn't even really realize how bad it was until I started to come out of it. But for me, it was more, um, the, you know, I had trouble getting out of bed. I was sleeping a lot. Um, you know, I was crying a lot. I had a lot of like anger outbursts, um, you know, trouble expressing my emotions, um, just kind of feeling totally out of body. And some people have reported like not being able to bond with their baby. I didn't experience that so much, but um, kind of a crazy thing that I didn't realize that I wasn't experiencing until I began treatment with medication is um, when breastfeeding moms start breastfeeding you can you can experience something called letdown and you're some people experience it some people don't I experienced it with my son but I had never realized that I wasn't experiencing it with my daughter and letdown is kind of like a tingling feeling once you start breastfeeding it means you're like milk is coming in um so I once I started treatment and started medication I actually started experiencing that letdown and that was kind of the the moment for me that it all kind of made sense like wow I really was in this deep depression and it was hormonal and totally out of my control um and so that was kind of a you know a really a a cool moment for me to have and when did you get on medication what caused you to go to that point did you how long did you wait were you ashamed did you just say you know what I'm doing this I'm going to the doctor something's not right Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. I So I started therapy about five months postpartum. I just knew that I wasn't feeling myself. Um, you know, I was just having kind of, you know, a hard time between like family members, between me and my husband, and we're just trying to like work things out and figure out what was best for, you know, all of those situations. And so I started therapy that way. And then my therapist, after probably a month together, had suggested that maybe I was experiencing postpartum and it was something that you know as a nurse and as like you know a medical professional I knew about and maybe thought that I was experiencing but when you're in it you just like can't even see straight Mm -hmm. so luckily my therapist was on top of it and he had 
suggested that maybe I started start some medication. So I started medication about six months postpartum, um, and it took a little while to kick in. Antidepressants can take a couple weeks, six to eight weeks to kick in, but once it did, I immediately started to, you know, my mood started lifting, my energy levels started lifting, um, you know, I wasn't as, as angry, as sad, um, and so it kind of all came together um, in addition to therapy, and I actually am still on medication now. My daughter is almost 16 months old, so I'm 16 months postpartum, still on medication, still see a therapist, um, and I'm actually pregnant right now, too, so we've got a lot going on in this household. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And good for you for continuing that treatment and medication. I think that's that's a big thing, because a lot of people, when they feel better, they just stop. Exactly, yeah, and I think that was one of the things that, you know, I was the most scared about when, um, with this pregnancy, because I didn't want to stop the medication, I didn't want to feel like I did the way before, the way I felt before, and kind of just preparing, you know, for what's to come. So does that put your son at just over three? He's two and a little over two and a half. You go, mama. Yeah, you're awesome. And are you still working as a NICU nurse as well? I am. I am. So I work, I have what's called a registry position. So I work very minimal hours. Um, I work about four shifts every, in every six weeks. So for right now, it's perfect and kind of a good balance with Bumble Baby. And I can always rub up my hours at the hospital if I need to. Kind of keep my foot in the door. That is awesome. So with Bumble Baby, when you started out, you did you just start with just CPR and then it evolved, or tell us tell us more? Like I feel like we kind of skipped more yeah. of that and went right yeah. to your story, which are both great. But I want to know a little bit more about Bumble Baby. <laughs> so yeah, it did. It started with like family and friends. Um, I you know I made this little booklet of like newborn care, like how to slobber your baby, how to put a diaper on, like what kind of diaper is normal diaper like what kind of poop is normal what kind what should you look for like and all of this was based on your experience as a NICU nurse not but it was before you had your own children exactly yeah it was before I had kids I would get questions all the time from my expecting friends and friends who had just had babies like sending me pictures of dirty diapers like is this normal (laughs) or is this not normal what a good person to have in their corner and so it just dawned on me like this should be something that that people can have a reference to and like a visual reference to and so I literally made this little booklet I started out with a lot of my husband's friends were having kids at that time um, and so I started out with them I would do like a little baby class with them and show them how to swaddle like you know a teddy bear and do CPR and then talk about, you know, breastfeeding and formula feeding and help them with their registry and just like things like that. Um, and then, you know, being a mom, I short, shortly after was pregnant and had my son Finn. And so after that, you know, you kind of like really whittle down what's what you need and what you don't need. And, you know, you can't, you can't really give breastfeeding advice until you've breastfed. And so all of that kind of came, you know, with, with having kids too. So it kind of evolved that way. That's so cool. And what's your next step for that, for Bumble Baby? What do you, where, what are your goals? What are your... Yeah, I mean, I really, so I started doing this one-on-one consulting probably about two months ago at this point, and I've really enjoyed it because it allows me to, like, meet a ton of people, get a lot of experience with different families and different setups and 
all of that. So I would love to continue doing that, doing the consulting. I love sleep consulting is like one of my favorite things I do because it I can help families just transform from being totally, you know, feeling totally helpless to feeling in control and getting their baby to sleep 12 hours at night is like the most amazing thing to me. Just the turnaround that you see in these parents and these families and it's one of my favorite things to do. So, you know, I, for right now, I'm feeling like so good in the future. I would still love to be able to do, you know, some kind of consulting um, and, you know, take my blog to a little bit more places just to kind of help people and bring awareness for a lot, a lot of things, you know, not just mom related things, but, you know, family related things and postpartum is something that postpartum depression and anxiety is something that's become, you know, a really big passion of mine, kind of spreading that awareness um, and making these moms feel normalized and, you know, knowing that we're not alone is a really big, big thing for me. So with um, all of the different areas that I'm, I'm just thinking for myself, like such a great resource to be able to consult with you one-on-one because, I mean, we when we go to a doctor, they see so many other people it's like I don't know when I go to my doctor sometimes I'm like he's not going to remember me he's not going to remember my certain situation how nice especially with the sleep training like to be able to be like okay how did last night go like and that kind of stuff so then my other question is uh, that wasn't really a question that was just I was just observing I guess (laughs) observation but um do you offer like each of the different areas that you provide is it are they all individual or do you have like a, a bulk like if you are interested in every area do you have a you know like a bundle or I don't know yeah I actually do so in regards to sleep consulting you can do kind of like add-ons with that so you can do like an add-on CPR so if I go to an in-home you can do like an add-on CPR um, and like add-on breastfeeding consultation too a lot of with sleep comes feeding they kind of go hand in hand um so it is kind of nice to have that um and a lot of people have been approaching me and giving my services as a baby shower gifts so that's kind of like a new thing that that I've been yeah experiencing which is really cool I've had people reach out and they've been giving one-on-ones to their best friends or sisters or um you know gift cards towards a sleep uh, consultation or anything like that so that's been that's been fun too that's like the gift, the best gift yeah. ever. Hi. <laughs> I always so, say I'm like the, the gift of sleep is like the best gift you can ever give totally, yourself. Totally, because you can real. never pre- prepare for how much <laughs> sleep deprivation you're Yeah, the for. gift that keeps on giving, yeah. Seriously. So what would you say in your experience is like the most common mistake with the sleep thing that parents make? That's a good question. It really varies. I would say, you know no mistakes really there's no like a point of no return I would say that it really takes parents come to me when they're ready to do it and so if you aren't ready and you're like feeling pushed to do sleep sleep training because the sleep method that I use does have a a cry it out um, component to it and so if you're not ready for that or if that's not a method that you you know you believe in then that can be you know, hard for me to kind of guide you through, but there's no like point of no return. You can sleep train a toddler if you want to, but it's, it's the earlier you start, the easier it is. And you can start, you know, as early as two weeks. So that's always nice to know too. That's, awesome. that's really nice to know because yeah. I think 
I mean, my first couple of babies, it was like around nine months that I was finally like, I've had it. I have to let you cry. (laughs) And at that point, you're like completely psychotic. Yeah, (laughs) right. So two weeks, like, yeah. Been there, yep. (laughs) Um, And so how do people sign up for these services and where can they look into more about you? What's your Instagram handle, website, all that? Both. So if you visit my Instagram handle, you can actually book straight from my Instagram handle. Um, and a, a little pop-up will come up and you can book directly there. You can always email me to book service and then it's also available through my website so you can get a little bit more information about the services I offer, pricing, and then you can book a consultation there too. Perfect. And what is your website address? And we'll also have that on our description too. Yeah, so it's bumblebabychicago.com is my website and then my Instagram handle is bumble.baby. Awesome. Um, I kind of want to get, um, do you have any other questions on Bumble Baby? Lindsay? No, no. Okay. I kind of want to get a little bit into your story really quick and just kind of get an idea, if you don't mind. Um, something we like to get into a little bit is like your darkest day as far as mm-hmm. being a mom mm-hmm. and kind of visit what that looked like for you, um, what led you to that space, and then kind of what you would tell another mom who's in that same space right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually a great question. Um, So I have like one specific memory. So kind of during all of my pregnancy with Finn, um, my postpartum period with Finn, and then part of my pregnancy with my daughter, B, we were having a family tragedy that was happening along with those times. We actually lost my 10-year-old cousin to cancer um, when... Finn was about one year old. So um, during the whole first year of Finn's life, you know, it was not only hard being a postpartum mom and, you know, kind of transitioning into being a mom and to motherhood and to having a baby and all of that and getting back to work, but we were also experiencing this tremendous loss. Um, So during that time and then the, the, you know, the period after, um, Brooks died my and then I had my daughter B and that's kind of when the postpartum depression was at its worst um, and all of that in kind of combination with you know everything we had experienced with my family um, one of my darkest days was you know I was home with the kids I wasn't off of maternity leave yet I really wasn't feeling myself um, and having, you know, a very busy 17-month-old toddler just kind of <laughs> running around, um, you know, throwing things at me, throwing tantrums, and this baby, you know, I was had this brand new baby, I wasn't feeling myself, and I just remember yelling at him so loud that it, it literally, his face went white, and he, like, like sat down on the ground and just like he didn't even cry he was so scared I yelled at him so loudly and right in that moment I was like my heart just fell out of my body and I was like I I am so sorry like this is not me like please don't think that this is me like I you know I was felt feeling like I couldn't even control my emotions because I felt so out of body. And I remember that instant, like that instance so well. Um, and I remember just calling my mom and being like, you need to come over here right now. Like I, I seriously, like I need to just like 
breathe for five seconds and luckily like my parents live very close so it was they were able to come over and help but I just remember that was like definitely one of my like lowest moments as a mom for sure that I can definitely resonate with that story and I yep. think a yeah. lot of us can. I can relate that was me on Thursday yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I mean I feel you yeah and it's like you know it's I feel like every parent has definitely experienced something like this um, but just the the sheer like how much I saw how I impacted him I think that was mm-hmm. like kind of a turning point for me too where I was like I definitely need to get some help yeah it's definitely a lot more intense yeah. than just a bad day when you lose your temper yeah it's a, it's totally. a whole other level we all do yeah. we all do <laughs> but it, you know when you have postpartum and you're in that stage I feel like it's just so much worse you know mm-hmm. totally um, you just feel out of control and out of body yeah and so what um what advice would you give a mom that's maybe having that and didn't catch it the first time you know that they lost it or that's kind of feeling stuck in that space and alone what would you tell a mom yeah that's a great question you know I um a lot of my kind of like reliving and um writing about my postpartum depression experience I think a lot of things something that I struggled with a lot was not feeling like worthy of my emotions and not not feeling like my depression was like bad enough to bother other people or like bring other people down um especially after experiencing a family tragedy I just felt like my depression wasn't as bad as like other people's you know life experiences in that that moment so I would just really say that you matter and like your emotions matter and just because you can compare them to x y or z and or things could always be worse or whatever you matter and like your emotions matter and it's okay to like ask help for those emotions even if they they feel like you feel like they're not worthy i i love that you just said that because i struggled with a lot of those same same feelings feeling like i'm making this big a bigger deal than it needs to be and it's it is a big deal like when you're Mm -hmm. in it it's the it's the big deal Right. So I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, um, it's just... Oh, sorry, I cut you off. Oh, Go no, ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I just feel like there's so... You, you know, we experience that, and in the moment, you just feel... You feel totally helpless, but you don't know how to ask for help, and you almost feel like it's you're making, like, something out of nothing, but yeah. it really is, you know, a big deal. Yeah. Right. Is there anything else that you want to tell us about either your journey or your experience as a NICU nurse or anything about Bumble Baby? Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, if you, I never thought that I would ever be in, you know, when I started, when I became a NICU nurse, I never thought that this would be the course that NICU nursing would take me. Um, You know, I never saw myself really leaving the hospital. I never really saw myself you know, providing care outside of the hospital, but um, it's really been such a rewarding thing for me in so many ways, and the thing I love the most about it is just the little community that we've created in Bumble Baby um, that, you know, anyone can be a part of, but as much as the community, you know, I'm able to help the community with, with, you know, anything from 
toddlerhood to breastfeeding um, to sleeping. You know, this community helps me so much and has helped me heal in so many ways, especially with postpartum, but it's helped me grow as a mom and as a person too. So that's been really cool to see. And I love that you have taken your experiences and, and you started this before, but I feel like it's so easy once you get in that funk of postpartum to just let go of your dreams and passions and just become a mom and totally lose yourself and forget who you are. And so my hat's off to you for pushing through that and getting medication and going to therapy and not forgetting what your passion is and still pursuing that and balancing your life. And, and I mean, we, we work and we do podcast and we're moms and it's hard to balance. I mean, it really is. So my hat's off to you for that, for still continuing something that you have a passion for and knowing that it brings healing, even though it's a stretch. And continuing to build your family yes. as you're doing all of these things. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. And woman. you know, I feel in the same, same with you guys. Um, it's been so important for me to have kind of a little bit of an identity outside of motherhood. And that's something that I, never thought I would need but I've come to find that it's been you know really therapeutic for me in a lot of ways and and actually helped me be more present for my family like when I am home um, because I you know I'm feeling better and I'm able to kind of have a little bit of time to myself um, and to do things you know for others too yeah what a reward that is for you to be able to help so many that's incredible I agree um Anything else you want to share with us? I'm just so excited we were able to get you on <laughs> here. You. I'm, I'm so, so honored. So honored to be here. I've been so excited about this. And <laughs> I, thank you so much for having me. Yes. And starting next year, um, for you and the listeners, we are going to be doing panels um, with experts. And I, we want to do one focused on NICU. So I would love for you to join us on that one starting the beginning I of next year. I would love that. I would be honored. Okay. Because there's so many stigmas with the NICU moms and just, and the dads and, I mean, just all of that. The whole experience can be mm-hmm. so difficult. Um, so we'd love to hear your perspective since you're, you know, that's your expertise. So. Yeah, I would love that. And NICU is a world that you don't even really know exists until you're literally like thrown in it. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to kind of raise awareness about that too. Awesome. Well, we're so grateful for you. And thank you so much for sharing. And we're Thank you so forward- much for having me. I'm just so honored to be here. And it's been so fun. So thank you. Okay. We're excited to have you on again. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Rising Phoenix podcast. If you feel like you can relate and would be open to share your story with us, please email us at risingphoenixpodcast at gmail.com. For more information on local and national resources for pregnancy and postpartum health, visit www.postpartum.net or www.psiutah.org. We are recording from the Stone Sheba podcast studio in Provo, Utah. Check them out on Instagram for more info on our podcast and others. Thanks for listening.